to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I am thrilled that you're joining us this week. Now, as you listen to the show, I, I really do hope you feel my passion that we have to change this word, that sales, that marketing from this kind of manipulation perspective to that love, care, and respect. And I think it's really important that we make that mindset shift. So to help you on your journey of changing your mindset, I have a free gift for you. It's my communication style assessment. The link will be down in the show notes. The idea is you take the assessment, you get two reports. One will spotlight your natural communication superpowers. It's how you are perceived in the world or how your messaging is landing. The flip side, you have blind spots, right? So our lowest score is typically where we are speaking with people opposite us kind of important to connect deeply with those folks as well. So you get a report for your lowest score as well. And I do hope that helps you navigate whatever change you're facing in your career, specifically as it relates to those communication skills um, that we function through every day. Next, if you are loving the show, which I hope you do, please subscribe, rate, and review. I love reading the ratings and the reviews. They make me happy. Um, not that your job is to make me happy, but it's a good plus there. And also uh, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And sharing is caring. So share with your peeps and let them in on the fun. Now, my motivational quote today to help us really lock and load into the topic uh, that my guests and I are going to discuss The quote is by Carl Murray, and Carl says, focus on growing your list all the time as newer subscribers are more engaged, adding to healthier open rates and ROI. Now, three years ago, um, I met my business coach, and one of the first things we addressed was starting this email, email list. Prior to COVID, I really didn't have an email list. I had done nothing online. I didn't even know what a digital fill in the blank is. So he helped me set up the email knit list, the nurturing email sequence that follows lead magnets, digital programs, and the list went on and on. Now, as a matter of fact, I had no idea what a lead magnet was. So when I tell you I was on the low end of that learning curve, it has been an exciting trip for the past three years. Well, today, now that I've seen the repercussion or the ramification of those lists and reaching out to folks and connecting on a deeper level, I am happy to say that now I know the value of sharing quality content with my peeps and giving them the chance to get to know me before they can even think about buying from me. Now, I have to earn that trust and emailing is just such a great platform to achieve that trust. Of course, today I have an amazing expert. My guest is the friend, fresh princess of email marketing, Liz Wilcox. Now, Liz is an email strategist and keynote speaker showing small businesses how to build online relationships, package up their magic, and turn it into emails that people want to read and most importantly, purchase from. So please help me welcome Liz to the show. Um, thanks for being on, kiddo. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And I loved that quote. I was like, yes, amen, preach. (laughs) Isn't that a great quote? You know, what's funny, Liz, is we know email. Well, I know now, again, after this major education over the three years, but you kind of went through a similar thing with that whole email marketing, right? There was a learning curve for you as well, which we'll talk about. Our email list really is important. More importantly is how we connect, right? So it's, it's really all about that, that, building relationship, right? That's what I'm all about. So first question, how do you write emails that just get people to reply instead of going into the abyss? Oh, I love this question. So first, 
you have to start off really small. I follow something called the email staircase. First, you've got a follower, turn them into a friend, and then you can turn them into a customer, right? And so I, when you're first starting to email your list or take your list seriously, or when people enter your list first, they're not our friends yet, right? They don't, you know, they just want the freebie or the opt-in, the lead magnet, as Connie just said. Uh, you know, they don't really care about you quite yet. They care about getting their needs met. And so at the beginning, when you first try to get replies or when they first enter the email, just ask a very simple yes or no question. Think of it like if we were at a conference together, I was just meeting Connie and I sit down at the, you know, the next seat over, I'm not going to ask her like, oh, well, where are you at in your entrepreneur journey <laughs> or whatever, right? If we're at an entrepreneur conference, I would say, you know, oh, can I sit here? Yes or no. <laughs> and she's going to say yes, hopefully, right? Or is anybody sitting here? Oh, yeah. You know, my husband or, oh, no, please sit down, right? You got to ask that yes or no question. This is going to help open up those conversations that Connie's constantly telling us to do, right? To open up that it's sales is not about, you know, closing, right? It's about opening up that relationship. Exactly right. And so it's the same in email asking a simple yes or no as it, as it relates to either your industry or it could just be personality wise. If you have in your brand, like, uh, you know, if you're just listening to the podcast, you can't see me, but I have in sync in the background. I'm wearing a Seinfeld hat. I've got some tie dye on. Uh, you know, I might ask something like, do you, you know, do you like in sync? Do you like the nineties pop culture? Right. Yes or no. Or I could ask something very industry related, like, do you have a welcome sequence? Hit reply, yes or no. So you could go either way with it, depending on how you want to open up that relationship, um, depending on, you know, your style, but just getting them yes or no questions. And then as you move, as you, you know, the length of your list, if you've been emailing consistently for three years, that's when you can ask, you know, what, what's your biggest pain point? What, you know, those more in-depth questions, but you've got to start off really, really small, just like you would with a real friendship, right? Such a great example with the networking, because we've all been networking, right? The people that listen to the show are professionals. We're, we've had careers in corporate and or now we're business owners. So we've been to those networking events. And it's just such a lovely way to, you know, share that energy, right? Say, is anyone sitting here? I'd love to join you. Would that be okay? Or whatever. Same thing on the email. Such a great example. The other thing you made me laugh, the last step or the second to last step in my sales process that I teach, Liz, is it's not closing the sale. And yeah, it's asking for the business, but I call it solidifying or building the relationship. It's never a close. We're opening, we're beginning, we're sharing, we're exploring, we're expanding the relationship. It's never closed. You close the door, you close the relationship. That's the opposite thing oh we want to do. Right. Yeah. So Connie and I are on the same wavelength. So I teach, you know, with the follower front customer. And I always say, you know, the welcome sequence, it starts the friendship. That's right. And weekly newsletters or monthly newsletters, however often you're sending, uh, that uh, continues the friendship. And to solidify the friendship, you gotta sell. You gotta sell something. You have to, you know, make those offers and let it be known. Hey, this is this is this is what's gonna go down. This is how I can best serve you. This right. is how I can be your best buddy in X Y Z. So I love that. I always say solidify the friendship with sales. So 
we're on the same wavelength. We totally are. Now, next question. Why? So, yes, I totally get getting that email. Make sure you have something organized. So when somebody does opt into your lead magnet or whatever, however, they're reaching you or getting onto your list, we have to kind of nurture them to build that friendship. So they do get to know us and all of those things. Why is it so important to get that reply to that those first few emails or even is it super critical to get replies long term? Yeah, it's exactly what Connie said. Long term, if you can get it in the beginning, if you can get that reply, they're going to keep replying. It also helps with deliverability. So aside from sales, aside from opening up those relationships, it actually helps with the technical side of emailing. So uh, I don't want you to, you know, pause the podcast and Google deliverability. You're going to get a lot of techno technical stuff that's going to confuse you. But what I want you to know is, you know, do you land in spam? Do you land in the inbox? Are you in the junk folder? Or are, are you know, the internet gods, I call them, are the internet gods even sending your emails, right? And so in order to really, I say, you know, send up green flags to the internet gods, we want green flags. There's green flags and red flags, right? If somebody replies uh, to your email that sends up, let's say a dozen green flags. That's like the ultimate green flag. It's like, you know, when you type congrats on an iPhone and somebody reads it, it pops up confetti for them. That's what that reply is doing. And so if we get that in the first few emails, then our email, even if everybody else is going to spam, right? If I send to Connie, Connie replies to me, the next email I send to Connie, it's going to go in the inbox, even if that first one was in spam. And so if I get enough Connie's to reply to me, you know, let's say Roberto joins my list a few months later, because we've got all these, you know, confetti raining green flags sent to the internet gods, it's going to go into the inbox of Roberto, right? And so that's why we want replies on top of, you know, obviously this is opening the relationship. It's that first conversation. Oh, can I sit here? Right. Um, it's going to open, it's going to open up the relationship and help your deliverability, which is going to be really amazing long-term. Yeah. And, and you do, you got, you got, if you prompt, you sell or you deliver something and there's a promise with it and you don't deliver that promise. Why are you doing it? Like to me, that's just the, it, and I know you see this out there too, Liz, cause I, you know, I'm following, I'm on your email list. I think I bought several things from you as well. Cause I like your jam. I like the way you show up. I think you're cool, right? You got a cool vibe. And I want to, <laughs> my husband laughs as I'm aging. I go, well, I'm going to be the cool aunt and I'm going to be the cool grandma. And he goes, when you have to say it, you're not cool, but I still think I'm cool, Liz. So you're cool. <laughs> you're cool. <laughs> But I agree with what you're saying as far as um, the deliverables, because I know you and I see this way too much. You're sold a bag of goods or we see people selling, promising all, you know, the moon and the stars. And then we've bought them, right? You've bought them. I've bought them. And then at the end, you go, well, that's not what I thought I was getting, where I believe we have to over deliver. So people come back and say, that was mind blowing. Everything you included, everything you did. I can't believe what I learned from you, et cetera, et cetera. The proof is in the pudding. So if you're not doing the deliverables, why are you doing all the other crap at the beginning? You're, it's just a waste of everybody's time, money, effort, all of those things. So I, I, I'm sure you see that probably even more than me on the marketing side. Yeah, absolutely. And email is a great way to over deliver something in my onboarding process of my membership. And my membership is low cost. So people are not expecting 
you know, much of anything, right? You know, give, give me the Google doc, give me the thing, right? And so what I do in my onboarding process is, you know, a couple of days later, it's, hey, these are kind of the, you know, the, the top templates I want you to use. These are the most requested or whatever. But a few months later, right? If they're still in the membership, I'm sending them an email. I made a little, I love making GIFs. If you can make like a little GIF of yourself, that's going to help really establish your brand authority, your brand recognition. And also it's going to be that way to surprise and delight with very little effort. And so there's a GIF and I've got, you know, like a note card and it says happy anniversary on it. And it's, you know, you've been in the membership for three months. Please let me know if there's anything I can do for you, if there's anything missing, right? And so email, it's that direct line, right? It's not like a Facebook group where you're posting on social media, wondering why nobody's commenting or you're doing a poll on your Instagram stories. It's a direct line to your customer. So to your customer or your potential customer, it feels like a more intimate space, which Mm -hmm. is what we want with our sales and what we want for our customer experience. So me sending the silly little GIF right? Like that's my vibe. Happy anniversary. People, when they get that, oh my gosh, Liz, that was so funny. That made me laugh. It also reminded me I need to log in. I haven't logged in in six weeks or, or I do log in. Here's a testimonial, right? You know, it's, I'm not even asking for that feedback. I'm just saying, you know, if there's anything you need, hit me up. Happy anniversary. Glad you're here. And to Connie's point, it's just that little bit of over delivery. And with email, it's so uh, low energy because you can automate things like that to go out and, you know, you're surprising and delighting people every single day. I love it. It's funny to use the word intimate. And I, I use that word intimate all the time because we do have to be intimate, not in a weird way, but we have to really understand who our client is. Otherwise it's like a misfire. We're offering, you know, and I'll just give you an example, right? At a bank, you know, you come in and you go, do you need a home equity? Do you need a home equity? Every time I walk in, I'm like, I rent. Why are you talking to me about a home equity loan? Right. It's it's the same thing on email. We're we're vomiting all of this information. And the person's thinking, I like I rent. You, you know, you keep offering the same thing, but there's no value to me. So we have to build that intimacy so we truly understand. And then that's how I think we can over deliver. So yeah, I I agree with everything you're saying. You use the word networking before, and we use that as the example, right? You walk into networking, hey, is anyone sitting here? Can we use our email list or our email marketing efforts as a networking tool? Absolutely. Oh, my word. Especially if I'm at an in-person event, I want those people to get on my list too, to learn more about me. I can learn more about them. I have found so many people in my business to help me in my business, to help them in theirs from my email list. Oh, we met on email before. I think it's a great opportunity to look at your subscribers, not just as email addresses, to look at them as the individual person that they are. And not so that, oh, you know, I'm going to maximize and squeeze out every opportunity and potential of each one of these, but as an opportunity of, oh, you know, I wonder who Connie is. I wonder uh, what she does. I wonder if there's anywhere I can help her. I wonder if there's any way there can be a partnership here, right? There's, when I say friend, you know, follower to friend, I don't mean, you know, the one you're dishing all your dirty laundry to. I mean, the person that you have something in common, you have this mutual interest, right? So if you have a list full of people with a mutual interest, you probably have a list full of potential partners. Wouldn't you agree, Connie? Absolutely. You know, how much business have you made 
partnering with other brilliant thought leaders that you think, oh, my gosh, their message. It's like my message, but they do X, I do Y. What a beautiful partnership. Right. And now we can leverage and serve each other's list. Right. And it's that ripple effect, Liz. If if I meet people that are like me and are serving the same type of client, but together we become super powerful because we can help that person even more. And now I vetted out Liz or Liz vetted out Connie so that we trust each other because it's our reputation when we start sharing also, right? So you got to protect that. So when you do meet those people through your email list that you can partner with, I think that's where the absolute magic happens because now we can add exponential value to our list as well as that other person's list. So it's a partnership. Yeah, it's important. Absolutely. And something that I do uh, to create those partnerships quickly is I have an affiliate marketing program. So, you know, if you share my membership out, I'm giving you 50% or this or that, right? Right. And so at this point in time, I have over 700 of those partners and they all came from my email list. So when you, you know, again, part of your onboarding could be, you know, sending an individual email. Hey, I know you just purchased this. Do you know a friend who needs it just as much? You can sign up and get a referral, get a kickback, uh, you know, and no one is more excited about a purchase than when they first purchase. Like, I'm a genius. I can't believe I found this. I got the deal or I'm happy to spend this money, you know, and so asking them right there um, is a great way to get them on board to refer you out. And then, of course, you know, you can track that. You can send emails out. Oh, hey, thanks. You made your first sale, this or that. Or I saw you signed up. Is there anything that you need, you know, to maximize this opportunity for you? And then boom, you just made a repeat customer, right? Like now you're really partners. Now you're in this together. And that's something I think uh, the whole point of that is making sure the people on your list know you are in this together, whether you're trying to, you know, network and create partnerships or you're just trying to get them closer to that vision, knowing that you're in it together. It's not about convincing them X, Y, Z will work. That's it's right. about convincing them that it will work for them as the individual and you are there to support them in that journey. And yeah, that's and why I love email. So yeah, intimate. And and it, yeah, it, it is. You're right. And, and you know, the funny thing, Liz, is I think people approach and, and I've been in business 21 years. I know you've been in business for a while now, too. And it, like, I feel like people go, oh, my email list. Yep. Oh, yes, I have my I have my sequence over here. I, I send out that those emails and, you know, I nurture the people. I have 52 of them, whatever it is. But they talk about it as if they're separate entities. And I sit there and go, well, are they working together? (laughs) That's great. You have an email list. That's great. You're doing is this, is this sequencing working? Like you just said, are partners showing up? Are you building that community? Are you building that intimacy? Are you clarifying who your client is? But if we keep looking at things that we do in business as separate tasks and none of them are working together, holy smokes, you're you're pushing the boulder uphill, right? Absolutely. And here's the thing about email. I know it, the, to me, the only sexy thing about email is that you can automate it. And so everybody and their mother wants to automate. Oh, I've got a two year sequence and it walks them. And oh, I've got this tag. So if they click here, they're going to go in this three month nurture sequence, da, 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 da. But that when you automate too much, it takes away from what Connie and I are talking about. Yeah. It removes the human. Right. And it's 
I don't know. It's just too, to me, I don't like it. It's, you know, of course I have automations in my business, but sending out that weekly newsletter or that, you know, monthly touch point that is not evergreen is, Hey, here's what I did today. Uh, you know, here's what I'm working on right now. How can I help you? You know, eliciting those replies or those clicks or, you know, moving them into this community is really important because if you automate too much, you're going to automate yourself out. You're not going to be able to open up those relationships. Connie and I have been talking about. And then you're going to come to someone like me. It's not working. <laughs> Email sucks. And you're going to be really uh, disappointed. So don't, you know, if you want to automate, that's wonderful. I have automations, but don't automate yourself out of your email marketing. Yeah. And it's funny because I do a weekly newsletter. So I have the two podcasts. I, I post them. So it's all in one place because that's the other thing. I think we have to make it easy for people to get our contact, digest it. So I put my, that in my newsletter. And then if like I just had my own personal giveaway, I'm going to share a link at the end for that um, as well. But my pot, my giveaway is done to help build the email list. Um, but, you, you know, if I have giveaways or free like something that you're promoting, I think, oh, my God, I just got this. Guys, I have to share it. Here's the link. Go find yours. So it's that that newsletter is that one place where people go, ooh, what's Connie up to? Or, ooh, what's her topics on the podcast? Or you get, because, you know, people will reply and go, love the podcast, loved that topic. Holy smokes, learned so much. I took notes. That's the response we want to get. And the newsletter, it's just an easy place to kind of catch everything. And then people look forward to it once a week where you get all the free stuff or the cool stuff or things that I learned or a book I read that it's like, Everybody needs to read this book, right? So that's the kind of response. Instead of sending 20 emails, I just kind of compile it into a newsletter to make it more easily digestible for folks. Yeah, I love that. And what Connie's doing there also is she's showing she's invested, right? Hey, I made this podcast for you. I found Liz's thing. You know, I want you to have it too. She's saying I'm invested not only in my business, but I'm invested in the vision for you. I'm invested in you, you know, changing your sales game, right? She's also being relatable, right? You know, sharing a little bit of this and that, oh, you know, I just recorded an episode of a podcast or maybe, oh, I, I got done, uh, you know, walking my dog. Now, um, you know, now I'm sitting down to write you, you know, adding things that are just really, you know, very quick, but really relatable are good. And then of course, Connie staying top of mind every single week, you know, it, maybe I don't, think I have that problem yet. I'm not ready to hire Connie. But because she's staying top of mind, she's become relatable to me. I know she's actively investing in this thing for me. When I'm ready, I'm going to go with her, right? She's done these three things so well that, you know, I can just search out her newsletter. I can click on her podcast or click on her website and, you know, move on to the next step. So the newsletter really can't be understated as a way of showing you're invested, becoming relatable for that person and staying top of mind for when they are ready to take that relationship to the next level. And it's funny, Liz, I think my newsletter, it's never about me because it shouldn't be about me. It should be about my my guests, my people, right? My, my community. So the podcast, it's a free resource and I have great guests like you. So again, I feel like I share. And then if I'm in a giveaway that I think there's valuable gifts or your newsletter, right? I put my affiliate link for that saying, hey, guys, this is a no brainer. If you're struggling with marketing, this is probably a good place to start. She's cool as hell. And 
it, it, her stuff works, right? So again, it's it it shouldn't ever be. It should be about you in the subtitle. And when I mean that, or the subcontext of what you're writing, so people get to know who you are, right? You, you share your goofy stories. Like you had the one picture in your email with the truck that you purchased, that you had wanted that truck, right? It was a red truck for years. And she was like, I got my truck. It's those little celebrations, but you want to celebrate with you because, you know, I was following you and I thought, oh, that's so cool. That's such a cool truck, right? So Again, I think it's the subtext or the sub, the subconscious maybe written word there of showing who you are, but also by sharing who is important to you and the value that your peeps bring to the table that again can serve the community on a larger scale. Right. Did that just make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. So when you listen to podcasts and you find other email marketers, um, and to Connie's point, I told the story about getting my dream car, which is an 89 Bronco. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Google it. It's fun. Anyway, um, <laughs> what, so you might hear a lot of, from email marketers and digital marketers, especially, you know, storytelling, storytelling. You got to tell a story. You got to tell a story. But I believe to Connie's point, that's all about you. Right. And so. I say save the stories for when you have a really good one. Like Connie remembered the the dream truck, right? And that was a really important one. That was a really good story. And it was important to my people because I said, hey, this is my dream car. I never thought I would be able to afford this. And I just bought it cash. That's the power of email marketing. You know, get on the wait list, right? That's yep. a very powerful story to move people into that next step. But mostly I do newsletters just like Connie. And this is your permission slip to, you know, if you ain't got a story like that, don't don't put anything. Just a quick two to three sentence personal update will do. You know, I mentioned, oh, maybe you go for a walk uh, with your dog and then you sit down to write your newsletter. Maybe you are waiting on the appliance guy because your fridge just broke, right? Maybe you just got a new iPhone today and you're excited and then you just segue, you know, anyway, dot, 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 what I really need to talk about. And then all those resources Connie just talked about, right? So don't feel pressure to, because I know a lot, a lot of email marketers out there, a lot of stuff you're going to Google is going to tell you storytelling, but chances are, you know, yeah, sure. We're all natural storytellers, but that don't mean we're naturally good at it. <laughs> right. And so, you know, if you don't really have that really powerful story this week, just go ahead. Hey, you know, Liz here, checking in on you. Here's here's what I got going on for the week. People are going to value that so much. You've respected their time. You respected that it's an intimate space. You know, it's a newsletter, not a novel. Just get on with it. So that that's my soapbox. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Liz, and I giggle when I get some emails and, and this because look, we've, we've both been around long enough. And, you know, now that I'm in this digital space, I, as I learn, you start to see the fluff from like the real, real stuff, right? The meal meat that will actually help me move my needle, whatever I'm working on. But I laugh because, you know, some of these marketing experts are saying, you know, it's the wording and you have to make sure that you're going through the NLP and Talk about putting pressure on writing a freaking email. What is my NL, my neurolinguistic programming wording correct to move them from thinking about it to, but you know what I'm talking about? It's so much pressure versus, Hey man, I just took my dog for a walk, cleared my head. And I thought, Oh, let me write to my peeps. I have a great idea. Or I met this great chick on my podcast. 
check out her link. I, I, I think you're going to get value out of it. Talk to you soon, right? But no, is that neurolinguistic programming language correct? Like this is what we're getting caught up in instead of being real and being who you are because people buy the real, not the not the, the hokey, you know, well-written, you know, neurolinguistic, whatever. I don't know. Are you finding that too? It's, it's complicated. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, it's, you know, I didn't know any of that stuff. I was ignorant, right? And I, when I started my business, I was broke. So I wasn't buying those courses that were telling you, hey, you got to be a copywriter and a psychologist and this and that, right? So I was just writing like I would write to a friend, you know, and I was an RV travel blogger. So it made, that's my background. So it made it even easier because I was like, writing to other people who wanted to travel. So I was like, hey, buddy, today we're in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, this stuff is going on. Anyway, I wrote a new blog post. Peace out. My internet sucks, so I'm going to go. You know, and so I had to keep it really short and to the point. And turns out that actually works really well for a variety of businesses. Um, and yeah, people... Y'all, people are so savvy. The customer is so savvy. And that might have worked, you know, in 2015. But now everybody and their mother is trying to be some psychologist, copywriter. And we see through it, right? It's like, oh, I know what they're trying to do. Or they're trying to pull at me emotionally to get me to invest. And really, I just, like Connie said, I want the real of the real. Like, what are you trying to say? I can decide for myself whether or not I need it, you know? And people super duper appreciate that. And they do because we're keeping it real. And it's funny, Liz, because, you know, you do your, I do my workshop at the end. I have my offer. Do you want to do my signature class? Right. And then, you know, it's cool, man. Maybe next time. Right. No, never any pressure. But people who buy in and I'm like, oh, I've never met you. So how'd you find me? Oh, I've been following your podcast for six months, eight months. Every week, it's like you're talking to me directly. So I jumped to the workshop. I Again, I, I learned so much from you. So, of course, I had to buy from you. But. But again, it wasn't like they came to the workshop and just bought because they heard my brilliance in that hour and a half or that hour. They had been following me for six months, eight months or a year, right? You have to earn the respect and the trust before anybody will really listen and buy from you. So, and, and you really, well, we have free gifts for them later. But my last question, because we're out of time, how long did it take you? Cause you're, you're again, you were new to this this game, like you said, you were an RV blogger and all of that. How long did it take you to hit that five figure monthly income, you know, from your membership, I guess, right? The email to the membership. How, what, did, what did that trajectory look like, Liz? Um, that's a good question that I should know. I think honestly, it was not that long. It was less than nine months. Oh, um, fast. Which is pretty fast. And also what Connie's not telling you, my membership is $9 a month. Yeah. So you know, I hit a thousand members. Um, yeah. And it was about nine, it was about nine months where I got that five figure. It was, it was wild, but it's what Connie just said about, you know, just be real. And some people, y'all people don't buy when you sell, they buy when they're ready. I think (laughs) that's what Connie's trying to say. And that's what I love about email. Maybe this is a great way to wrap up is you're being able to stay top of mind. You're making that touch point every week. You know, you're showing you're invested and some people might be ready, you know, right away. And that's awesome. And that's why you send the email and you put the offers out there often. And some people like Connie's buddy might take six to eight months, right? It's just, it's different, right? I fill up my gas tank at half. My sister waits until the last minute. You buy when you're ready, you know? And so think about that next time. Don't be afraid to put your offers out there. Don't be afraid to email. 
um, yeah, that's my spiel. I love it. I love it. So guys, seriously, she has just some great content. Um, it, go to LizWilcox.com. Of course, I'll put all of this in the show notes. If you have a question specifically for her, uh, go to admin at LizWilcox.com. And we do, of course, have a free gift, which I love giving the free gifts. Can you tell everybody what that is? And I will put the link in the show notes. Yeah. So we talked about, you know, following a friend, customer. We talked about starting the relationship, continuing it, solidifying it with a welcome sequence newsletter and sales emails. So if you need help with that, you can go, like Connie said, LizWilcox.com. There's a hot pink button in the top right-hand corner. You can't miss it. Hot pink. Uh, click on that. You're going to get an entire welcome sequence, you know, made to get people to reply, all of that already written for you. You're going to get three newsletter examples, one to show you how to get people to click, another to show you how to get people to reply, and another to get uh, people to buy directly from your newsletter. And if that's not enough, I know writing from scratch totally sucks. So you get 52 subject lines for free too. That's LizWilcox.com, hot pink button. You can't miss it. Love it, Liz. Thank you so much. And um, one more thing, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I belong to another membership in addition to Liz's. Um, it's called the Infinite List. So if you're really serious, this year is your year to grow your list. I have a colleague, my business coach, actually, and I'm part of that community where you you host a giveaway and you can participate in giveaways and, and he has a whole community so we can fill the giveaway pretty easily. And I'm going to put that in the show, uh, show notes as well. So that link for the infinite list, if you're really serious about growing your list, it's another way. See, again, it, everything has to work together. Yet another resource that I'm happy to share. So, um, and it, it complements what Liz is doing beautifully because now you're getting people on your list in one lump sum, you know, could be, several hundred at once. Well, you better have a plan on the back end. <laughs> so that's where Liz comes in. So it's just, it was just a perfect opportunity to, for me to share yet another resource of a community that I belong to. Again, vet them out and it works. Um, you know, I've, Liz, I think when I started three years ago, I had zero on my list. I have like five, a little over 5,000. And I know you've Amazing. grown your list. It's pretty good, right? Considering, you know, I still have a lot of corporate clients where I do live stuff, but you're, you have a similar trajectory of your list size. I, I think it, well exceeds mine. Um, your plan works, guys. Liz, Liz is, and by the way, her stuff is fun to read. She's just cool. So check her out. Just check her out. That's the best thing I could say. Um, and I love that you have pictures of yourself because you really are a throwback to what the nineties. The, the are you the throwback to the nineties? Yeah. I'm a throwback to the seventies. Look at the hair. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, Liz, thanks so much for being on. You're just a gem. And uh, thanks for sharing your zone of genius with us. Truly appreciate you. Thank you. I can't wait to see what everybody does with email. Yeah, we're, we're going to be watching you, right? We're going to be stalking you. Uh, thanks again. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build and discover together, no matter where you are in your business, in your career. I truly hope my guests and I provide some good tips, ideas, strategies this is how I end my show every week, Liz. They're probably all sick of hearing me say it. But information is a beautiful thing. If you do nothing with it, it's simply information. When we apply that information into our life, into our business, man, oh man, the magic happens on the back end. So do something differently. Take a tip from Liz and our conversation today. 
put it into practice, report back, let us know how it goes. Um, thanks for tuning in to Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.com. Truly honored to have you on this journey of change with me always. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.